The best fried chicken in Texas. Rody's Country Fried Chicken. Texas born, Texas raised. A chicken joint with 35 years of service to our community. Thanks to our loyal customers and social media followers. Come try the best gizzards in Texas, the best tenders in Texas, and the best chicken in Texas. Call us at 830-773-9189. 830-773-9189. Don't forget, we have curbside service and delivery by DoorDash. Or find us on Facebook, Rodie's Chicken. R-O-D-E-E-S Chicken. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. The best fried chicken in Texas. Rodie's Country, Country Fried Chicken. chicken. Andreas Kisser, the legendary Sepultura soul guitar player, is our guest for this episode of That Metal Interview. And he speaks to us about their latest compilation uh, recorded during the pandemic, of course. Uh, all these awesome Sepultura re-recordings, of course, re-recording their own songs with different guests. And if you guys haven't heard this stuff on YouTube, it's just awesome shit, man. Awesome, awesome metal. If you want thrash metal, you want awesome metal check it out man sepultura and uh anyways mr kisser uh speaks to us about this compilation and the why behind it and uh, why they decided to do this you know and also he speaks to us about quadra which is a sepultura album from last year 2020 they did not get to tour that album as it was released right before the pandemic so isn't that fucked up man i mean an awesome album that did not get to be shown to the public live you know as they say it wasn't toured so anyways uh but actually they did tour uh right before the pandemic man they uh got to play isolation which is a song from quadra i got to see it on youtube it's on youtube you guys can catch it and he mentions another uh performance uh i believe they were playing isolation also so it could have been about two two times they played isolation or any song from quadra for that matter and anyways, uh, let's spin a song from Sepultura's latest, latest release, which will be out on August 13th via Nuclear Blast. Uh, let's go with uh, Slave New World, again from their up-and-coming Sepulcuarta, coming out August 13th. Here's some Sepultura, Slave New World, featuring Matt Heafield, Trivium. Enjoy, I'll be right back.
killer killer stuff man uh slave new world of course off of the chaos ad album but this time it's off of the simple quarta album coming out august 13th via nuclear blast records there you go so matt heafy accompanying the brazilian legends sepultura andreas kisser paulo jr mr Derek green and the great drummer of eloy casa grande anyways so uh let's go with our interview with mr andreas kisser of sepultura and here it is man enjoy how is the pandemic going on in uh, your part of the world in brazil and uh have you gotten your your shots your vaccines that is i i got my first shot last week and uh hopefully by by september uh or october most of the the brazilians will be vaccinated and hopefully we can get some normality back but uh so far it's been chaotic you know political situation and all but um uh, you know, it is what it is. I hear you. It's the way it is. It's just a, a horrible time for the world, huh? So, but the good thing I is, know. the good thing is, uh, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel so far. So that's good. True, true. Yeah, it's good to see shows uh, coming back and all the announcements for festivals and stuff. And we have also a European tour, you know, with Sacred Reich in November, December. That we're working very hard to to make it happen. You know, so hopefully it will. Awesome. So first of all, uh, thank you for making awesome music and always bringing brutal metal to us fans. And thank you for that. You know, I'm a fan myself. So thank you, man. Thank you. New album, uh, Simple Quarta, coming out August 13th. Uh, Nuclear Blast, right? A uh, bunch, yeah. bunch of different guests. Uh, how did this idea start? Uh, you know, re-recording your own songs again with uh, special guests. Yeah, I mean, the, in the in the beginning, we didn't have any any intention on any idea to to release an album, you know, because we had a, a brand new album that came out in February 2020, you Quite know, and we had all the touring and an amazing you know uh, calendar in Europe, all over the world, and and all of a sudden everything stopped because of the pandemic and the, the COVID and etc. You know, so we had to cancel everything and. Um, and so far, we didn't have the chance to, to play the new album, you know. Uh, like I said, hopefully this next tour in Europe will happen and we'll have the chance to, to jam the, the new songs, you know, for the first time. But uh, while we were home, you know, we, we couldn't travel, we couldn't rehearse, we couldn't do anything as a band. We kind of uh, created this event every Wednesday, yeah. you know, still with the concept of the album, Quadra, you know, numerology and uh, geometry and all that stuff. Uh, the fourth day of the week, because Quarta is Wednesday, you know, in, in Portuguese, and it means the fourth day of the week, if you start the, the, the week on, on Sunday, you know, so, uh, uh, and we did that, you know, not thinking about an album, but just thinking about keeping the band together and having this event where we could talk to our fans, you know, we have a Q&A, and we, we, want, we wanted to perform our music, you know, in this new format of quarantine format, you know, each one of us uh, on our own, house, own, own, own houses and, uh, and then uh, doing the videos very homemade, you know, uh -huh. a lot of bands were starting doing that and, uh, and we did ourselves our event that we could keep talking about the new album, talking about Sepultura's career and, and, and have a, a purpose, you know, because we didn't have time or we didn't were able to, to explain you know, exchange ideas on backstage or touring or on the studio. That's the normal interaction that we have between ourselves, you know. And uh, and this event was great because we started inviting our friends, you know, that uh, we know for almost more than 30 years of a career, you know, and 
we're privileged to know so many great musicians and great people and and we invited them thinking about on every Wednesday you know not really thinking about uh, an album or anything like that but at the end of 2020 when we finished we, we saw we had like a, an amazing cast you know fantastic people yeah. together with us playing Sepultura's music and uh, we decided to remix everything you know properly for an album and master everything and put together in an album and we chose 15 songs and many guests uh, being a part and it's amazing because it's not really a live album and it's not really a studio album it's something else <laughs> yeah it's like a, there's a song for, for instance Hata Mahata you have three drums you know yeah. Imagine doing that either on stage or studio. You know, it's just a lot of you know equipment yeah. and room and stuff. And this time, you know, one of the drummers, Charles Gavan, which uh, he was a part of Titans uh-huh. from the song Policia, you know, that we recorded many years ago. Yes, yes, yes. He was a part of it, and and he did the, his drumming with no microphones, just filming with an iPhone at his backyard. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was crazy, and uh, it was great. You know, because. It really opened new possibilities of, of performing Sepultura's song uh, on this pandemia situation, you know, and uh, and it's great because it's really special. Like I said, it's not either live or studio. It's something really unique, and uh, and, and and it's great to 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 register, you know, because 2020 and 2021 we're never gonna forget, you know, either. Yeah. And it's cool to have this uh, this uh, you know this album that represents this era, you know, of, on Sepultura's career. It's just, it's great. Yeah, it's different. It's not live or it's not a studio. It's real cool. So for us fans, it's a treat. So badass. So uh, awesome. <laughs> I, I love the whole the whole. Uh, I saw all the videos and all that, and uh, I got to hear the album. It's awesome. I love the whole thing. I heard Mask with uh, Devin yeah. Townsend. Uh, that that was badass. Uh, Were you already a Strapping Young Lad fan, or was this just a, a friendship you have with him? Yeah, uh, kind of both, you know. Actually, I, I heard of uh, Devin Townsend first with Steve Vai, uh, yeah. when they did, they did an album together, and it was insane, you know. And then I, I followed his career, and um, he's very creative, he's, he's a producer, a musician, a performer, you know. Yeah. He's everything, you know, it's amazing, you know. Uh, and, um, and Paolo was the one who who actually met him a few years ago and uh, they had a conversation and he knew a lot about Sepultura. You know, he was a fan and, and uh, it was really cool to know uh, that uh, he really enjoyed this heavier stuff as well uh, from Brazil, <laughs> you know, so... Uh, yeah. And then, you know, we, we got this contact and, and because of Sepulquarta, we invited him in one of those events, you know, and it was great. And he mixed that song. That's the only song he mixed. Uh, oh, okay. He asked to to do so, you know, because uh, he has all the structure at his uh, home studio and everything, and he's a great mixer as well. So, uh, and the rest of the album was mixed by Conrado Ruter, which is the guy who which we use here in Brazil. We work with him in, in different albums and stuff. And uh, but the only song mixed by uh, a different guy is, is Devin's it's Mask, you know. So, uh, and you know when we called and we asked them to, to be a part, uh, you know, the first solo from Mass, for instance, it's his, you know, it's not mine. Yeah. It was cool to, to have a different taste and a different idea because you know what I did on the album in live and stuff, you know. Of course, I did some of the solos, but the idea was really to bring the, 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 the guest and make him really free, you know, to try to 
uh, like Danko Jones singing Sepul Nation is very different. Yeah. And um, it's cool, you know, to, to, to have this new taste of, of Sepultura's music that uh, was really interesting, you know, to hear. So how is it working with uh, producer uh, Jens Bogren? Uh, how is it different than working with, like, for example, Roy Z or Ross Robinson, you know, how is it different? Uh, it's totally different, you know, a producer can be very... Uh, because one is from Mars, the other one is from Saturn, yeah. and we are from Earth. <laughs> Somehow, you know. That's why we want it, you know, because to, we want this, this different perspective and point of view about Sepultura's music and their input, how to, to achieve the sound that we are looking for and etc. And a producer, uh, regardless of the name, uh, he is the fifth member of the band in the studio. Yeah. You know, total freedom to say anything about the music. He's not a writer per se, but uh, to to make really portray as the best that we can Sepultura's music, and we decide things together as as a band, you know, as a group. And uh, with Roy Z, with Ross Robinson, and Jens Bogren was always like that, and Andy Wallace as well. You yeah. know, was amazing guys, amazing producers, but they have very different ways of of, of working. Uh -huh. uh, you know, Ross Robinson liked to, to enjoy his mornings, uh, doing his stuff, you know, going for a bike uh, and going to the mountains and stuff. And then he back in the afternoon and we work till late night. And Jens, no, Jens likes to work starting at six in the morning, you know, tracking guitars and stuff. It was very difficult for me <laughs> in the beginning. But uh, we have really to adapt to a situation. And once you have a goal, everything makes sense. You know, really to make that happen and to make the best that we can. So it's it's great to have these different uh, approaches of how to 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 work and uh, and we learn a lot with all of them. You know, they're all fantastic. So you mentioned uh, that you haven't really performed the last album Quarta. You haven't yeah. really you haven't really performed it. I saw isolation. I saw you guys do that. So uh, well, yeah, we did we did the, that song only before the album came out. Yeah, you know, Rock and Rio. Actually, we did it twice. We did the uh, at Rock and Rio, and then we did at the uh, Hellfest uh, announcement, which was in 2019, and, and etc. But um, I mean, the whole album we didn't have the chance to tour. We we prepared the tour. We have seven songs of the new album with the new set, you know. But uh, uh, because we had to cancel everything, we we couldn't do it. So you guys already, uh, you you just said you canceled things. So how do you how do you uh, out of so many great Sepultura albums? Um, how do you come up with a set list, you know, for a show or for a tour, you know, that, that must be difficult right there. Yeah, usually we, we give uh, more attention to the new album. It, it was like that with Machine Messiah yeah. and uh, especially now with Quadra, you know, as I said, we have seven songs and plus the Machine Messiah stuff. And we have to play our, let's say, classics, you mm -hmm. know, Refuse Resist, Territory, Roots, and, uh -huh. you know, it's a part of our history. and. And even older stuff like Side P's or C's, you know, from Morbid Visions or even Roots album have songs that we don't play for a long time. So we have room really to organize. But the main thing is when you have the new album and then you build around that. And, yeah. uh, and of course we have special set lists where we did the whole Chaos AD album or the whole Arise album, special occasions and stuff, you know. And um, But usually it's the last album that really uh, is this the spine you know of everything and then we build around that yeah you have to promote the new product yeah i, I got you yeah so it, it feels it feels good to play new new material and and then play troops of doom for instance you know it's it's nice balance of something that you play so long and then 
the challenge of playing new music you know it's great i've seen you guys live on on youtube i've never seen you guys live like in person so uh, hopefully you know i'll catch you guys when you come to the u.s soon you know oh yeah man yeah please do definitely awesome yeah i've been a fan since since uh beneath the remains uh you know i, I saw that video oh, inner self from you know headbangers ball and Dude, with uh, our first shows we did in Texas, we did uh, all, I think with Sacred Reich and Devastation. You know, it was insane, man. It was <laughs> one of the, our favorite places to play in the world. You know, a lot yeah. of um, the Latinos. Yeah, uh, it, it was insane. It was very fantastic. You know, it was one of the best tours. Yeah, a lot of a lot of us crazy people in Texas. <laughs> oh yeah, man. <laughs> so I used to spin that cassette, man. I had a uh, Benito Remains. I I played it every day. Uh, you know, before I went to school and. I uh, would get in trouble and everything, and man, I, I just, <laughs> I became a fan, man, I just want to tell you thank you for, for coming up with such awesome music, you know, back then and today and every day, uh, so right, did, uh, thank you, man. did Benito Remains launch the band into worldwide fame, or, you know, what, oh, what, yeah. cha what changed in your life, can, can you talk a little about, about that? No, definitely. Benito Remains was our first release with Roadrunner, uh, a worldwide record label that put it out in one day. Basically, the whole world had a new album. Of course, we had schizophrenia before yeah. that was bootlegged in Europe. You know, we didn't have, uh, we didn't get any money from it. But uh, the name Sepultura was really well spread on the underground scene with that album and you know with the bootleg edition and etc. And when Benito Remains came with all the promotion, with the record label, Roadrunner was really building up and growing. You know, it was really a lot of people, some people already heard about the name and yeah. Benito Remains was really, I mean, uh, it was something that changed our life really, as you said, you know, completely. Uh, we moved from Belo Horizonte to Sao Paulo and from Sao Paulo, quickly after the Benito Remains tour, we already went to, to Phoenix, the United States and... Uh, and everything started to happen really quick, you know, because of the label and the management we got. And, and we did a tour with Sodom in Europe and then, you know, prepared the, the album Arise, which was really the full support of everything. Because Beneath the Remains, we signed a contract and the label, you know, signed a band from Brazil. I mean, it was really risky yeah. <laughs> for them was different, to think yeah. about, you know, to invest the m money on something that uh, was not really, you know, sure. But uh, they did. We signed a contract for seven albums was insane you know <laughs> uh, nobody does that anymore that was like a crime wow. <laughs> you know, for any, any band and we had a lot of problems throughout our career because of that contract you know um but uh it was signing the, the the you know a deal with the devil at the crossroads like the blue story you know like robert johnson yeah. we didn't know what they're on the contrary we just signed and then we put sepultura on the map and we were able to record the album with Scott Burns, you know, that came down to Brazil. We were able to find the best studio in Brazil, in Rio, to record the album. And uh, and, uh, and the label changed our logo, the label changed the cover that we wanted and etc. But uh, it was a very important album that was a learning experience, you know, really growing for from boy to man, you know, it was really an experience that gave us a lot of motivation as well to keep going. Because the response from the Benito Remains was amazing, you know, it was really positive. And even for the record label, as I said, you know, after Benito Remains uh, feedback and everything, they really put every every penny and everything they could 
to make a rise happen and and he did you know a rise is probably one of the, our biggest albums ever you know so oh yeah one was, of my favorites yeah. great it, it, because of benita remains you know we had possibility to do a rise the way we wanted dead embryonic cells yeah i saw that too awesome oh yeah so uh, let's go to the beginning uh, of your career uh, at what age did you start playing guitar i started with acoustic guitar when i was 12 13 or so um uh, you know uh, my grandma had an acoustic guitar she 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 came from slovenia down to brazil after the second world war to start a new life and she had this acoustic guitar that she knew three or four chords but she sang very beautifully you know like folk slovenian and german and austrian songs you know and uh and I, I grew up with that and with her guitar i started learning the first chords and uh, the first music and then we rock you know led zeppelin and black sabbath and maiden you know i wanted to play the electric guitar but uh i never left the acoustics till today i i study a lot of classical guitar and stuff and and even sepultura's music that a lot of acoustic stuff you know which i i love so much and uh but um i i always learn i always had teachers of classical guitar i never had like a electric guitar teacher okay my teachers were my idols you know yeah ozzy reggie rhodes you know tony iommi richie blackmore and so many others you know hendrix and etc and um but i i learned how to read music because of classic guitar you know and and to play music that are 500 or 1000 years old you know it's yeah. uh, it's insane you know it's great uh, uh and it helps me a lot also to to create and to be inspired by by to write sepultura's music of course you know studying so many different styles of music within the classical world you know you have uh, a lot of possibilities and ideas that uh, are used in sepultura which is great so did you write the song uh, the abyss on schizophrenia yeah oh wow so yeah, it was very much influenced by you know Randy Rhodes and Stevie Howe from yes you know that kind of stuff and uh that that uh it was it was my first album that I did ever you know with uh, Sepultura and uh -huh. my first experience on the studio as well and uh it was a challenge to to record an acoustic piece like that you know it was very difficult but uh but I did it you know it was a, a really uh a probation you know a, a, like a test or something that you you really develop your style and and the way you play because the studio you hear everything you know you hear every defect every every little breed or something that you move your feet and stuff you know uh -huh. because the microphones are very sensitive and to record something acoustic you have really to be uh, in balance you know really to to avoid all that while you're performing the song you know so um it's it's great school for sure so so you mentioned uh some of your heroes some of your influences uh you mentioned randy rhodes and all that who else do you point at as your heroes yeah besides those you know like uh, judas priest of course glenn tinton pk downey and slayer all the big four you know musicians and especially the guitar players because the style I play, it, it comes more from the big four, you know, the aggressiveness, the right hand and, you know, James Hatfield, Dave Mustaine, and yeah. Scott Ian, Gary Holt, you know, those masters, you know, so, uh, um, Kerry King and Jeff Hanneman, you know, all of those. And, um, and uh, the progressive stuff, as I said, you know, Steve Vai, uh, Steve Vai as well, of course, Frank Zappa and uh, Stevie Howie and Pink Floyd, Dave Gilmore, 
I love them all. You know, music's so wide and open. And but I like more the blues and 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 rock. Not too much the jazz guitar playing. You know, uh, I like more of the blues, like BB King and yeah. Buddy Guy. Uh, when I lived in Arizona in the 90s, I have the possibility and chance to see so many blues, like Clarence Gate, Mount Brown, you know, in Phoenix, Bo Deedley. Uh, I saw some festivals, blues festivals in the north, like in the Washington state while we were on tour. You know, it's great. I, I, I learned a lot about the blues living in, in America, of course, you know. And um, and I love that. It's, it's the basic of what heavy metal is, you know. It's the Crossroads and Black Sabbath, you know. Like I said, sing, signing the uh, the contract with the devil, <laughs> and stuff like that. And uh, you know, it, it, there's a lot of uh, in common uh, with that. And even classical music with Paganini, you know, he was considered the the, the violinist from Satan, the satanic violinist yeah. and stuff. You know, there's always connection with that where you have like a, a virtuoso doing amazing stuff with the instruments that nobody did before you know so uh, uh and i love all of that you know not too much the jazz world but uh blues and classical for sure now i've spoken to uh different uh rock metal artists like yourself you know interviews and uh a lot of them point to sepultura as as an influence and as heroes you know how does that feel i mean you know you guys are going over 30 years of playing yeah. you know how does that feel you know uh, it feels great, man, you know, I feel better than ever. Uh, I feel a better player, a better writer, you know, a better person, really. You know, with all the experience we had traveling the world, we visited 80 countries in 36 years of a career, or so, wow. five, whatever it is. It's a lot of places and it's an amazing mark that they're really, uh, it's a, uh, a living experience, you know, like no other. It's, it's fantastic, and the music gave me this possibility, you know, really to travel and uh, to learn, and and uh, and it's great. I feel great that uh, we influence so many different musicians, either younger than us, and even Glenn Tinton from Judas Priest told me once that Chaos AD was an influence for him. You know, oh wow. I mean, <laughs> I always, I, I almost, you know. I, I did, you know, it was such a, an amazing feeling to hear that from one of your gods, you know. Right. Uh, wow. It's, uh, it's fantastic, you know. So uh, it's great to, to have this influence, not only on the youngsters, but, you know, on people that influence you too, you know. It's uh, amazing. What keeps you going, uh, Andreas? What keeps you going in the morning? And uh, what gets you to pick up the guitar and, uh, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the guitar and I'm going on tour. I'm going to set up a rehearsal. Wow. That's life, you know, for me, my family, of course, which I, I build around as well, my music and traveling and etc. Without them, I wouldn't be able to, to be a successful musician and vice versa, you know, a successful family, father and all, all the stuff, you know, but uh, it's the present, you know, every day is a new day and that's so special, you know, uh, it's up to you if you take uh, regrets from the past or too much anxiety for the future, you know? That's the balance you have to find in music and my family and life itself. You know, I find that balance, you know? So uh, I live day by day, you know, Sepultura was very much connected to the present. And because that's all that exists, you know, our connection to the past and to the future, it happens on the present all the time, whatever time means, you know? But uh, yeah. I guess that's it, that focus on, on now, you know, that really keeps us alive and, and really feeling uh, very much uh, uh, on our best moment you know it's great I can't wait really to go back on the road and and uh, be on stage which is the best place to be you know I have to mention your drummer Eloy 
Uh, he's a beast, oh, yeah. man. He's a beast. He's a monster on the drums. And how did you find this guy? Yeah, we actually uh, he. I heard about him when he was really young, like six or seven years old or something. Seven years old when he started playing drums. Okay. Uh, he actually studied at the, the same school that Igor Cavalera's kids <laughs> in in the same city. Really? And uh, yeah, and we heard about. Oh, you have to. You know, to know this guy, this kid, he plays drums great and stuff, you know. But, uh, you know, time went by and etc. And later, uh, he was playing with different bands and stuff. And and some friends really uh, told told us about him. And we remember about him. And uh, and we got connected. And he was perfect for Sepultura. He was, I mean, uh, that's what the type of music he wanted to do, really. You know, more technical and more extreme and etc he was playing with some other more popular bands and stuff not really expressing his full potential you know and and now on Sepultura's music he is insane you know these last 10 years that we're together is a, a fantastic experience you know so uh, uh, and he helped us to really to take Sepultura's music to a different level there's no doubt about it you know it's very uh, uh, stimulating to work with such a great talent and he's a great kid a great guy very professional you know um, so we're very happy with him and and hopefully we we'll, can create some a lot of stuff in the future together you know it's fantastic i've seen you guys uh, create music you know uh, together in the room you know those videos that you guys post man you guys oh, yeah. Are, yeah it's crazy great, so man. so let's speak uh, de la tierra Another awesome badass band. Yeah, De La Tierra. We uh, we're supposed to to record a new album uh, on May 2020. Of course, we couldn't do it because of the pandemic, and and now we have the plan to record this new album in October in Miami. Uh, we have the an album written. We have a demo, you know, written, and uh, we only have to to go to the studio and record uh, properly, you know, the album. So hopefully that will happen in October, and uh, hopefully in 2022 we have a lot of opportunities to tour you know to jam i yep. love de la tierra i love to work with those guys you know and uh this album is it's it's really exciting because it's very heavy uh it's the first album we have harold hopkins from puya uh, yep. working with us and recording so it's a little heavier even you know that uh, we uh, we were on the first two albums so it's exciting you know i'm really happy with what we have in our hands and uh, uh like i said hopefully we record the album in october Awesome. So, uh, would you like to send a message to the fans listening to this podcast? Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, always a privilege and a pleasure to talk to you all. Thank you for Sepultura, you know, supporting Sepultura for so many years. And hopefully very soon we'll be able to reconfirm our American tour. And um, in 2022 we'll be able to tour again. You know, we can we cannot wait to see you all. Thank you very much. Thank you, Andreas. Thank you for making time and uh, we wish you the best and we'll see you on tour. Yeah, see you on tour, man. Thank, thank you. you. Awesome and very much obliged as I was in awe of speaking to such a legend, Mr. Andreas Kisser. Very much obliged. Thank you, sir, for accompanying our podcast, That Metal Interview. And don't forget to support all Sepultura digital formats, social media, Sepultura. Buy the new album, the newest, uh, latest compilation, Sepulquarta, coming out August 13th. And also pick up last year's Quadra 2020 came out. Uh, pick it up, man. Uh, download it, stream it. For that matter, stream all their stuff, man. 
uh, Sepultura has been a band that has influenced, you know, many, many, many metal bands, as they've told me in different interviews and, and I've read about. So uh, you guys should check out all Sepultura, the whole catalog, man. Check it out, starting from, you know, Bestial Devastation, Morbid Visions, you know, check it out all the way through the new one, Quadra and Sepulquarta. Anyway, so don't forget to keep it metal. Metal Interview.